Welcome into episode 63 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, and today I am happy to be joined once again by David Sisk of Cats Illustrated. David, how are you? Doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. More reason to celebrate. It's been a big day. We are recording this ahead of time, and it's going to be kind of a wacky how we're doing this is going to be different. So uh, we're we're recording a segment with, with David. Then the father of newest Kentucky commit, Bryce Hopkins. His name's Clyde. He will be joining us right afterward. And then to close out the show, we're going to, you know, we've been hyping up Travis Graff coming back and, and talking about the Sky Clark recruitment, how uh, that all unfolded, how he ended up at Kentucky, all the insides uh, of, of that. We're going to have him on to close out the show, so it's going to be a jam-packed episode. We're very excited about it. But we can't go another word without acknowledging the massive news that has happened tonight. 2021 four-star forward Bryce Hopkins is officially a Kentucky Wildcat. David, it's been kind of going on behind the scenes for quite some time, and we've finally gotten the news that it's official. He is a Kentucky Wildcat. Your initial thoughts? Well, it's been back and forth, and it, it really, I think when you look at it, his recruitment and Sky's recruitment, there was a little bit of difference there. Uh, Sky has been a longtime target uh, of – of uh, Kentucky Bryce um, you know kind of came onto the scene right when he decommitted from Louisville but and that's been a difference uh, but it's they've both been back and forth you know with leaders and and, and things like that and we were on you know really really good families good parents good dads easy to talk to but you know there's been a lot of back and forth you just really wasn't sure what was going on and so that was a similarity I, I really saw between the two pro uh, between the two recruits, uh, and but but I think uh, Sky really might have been a little bit more misdirection just to kind of keep people off guard and and keep some intrigue and uh, drama in it. Whereas uh, I really think between Illinois and Kentucky. Bryce had a lot to think about. I think Illinois in the final Zoom call gave it really gave it their best shot. Uh, and I do really believe that he went into late last week uh, not knowing what he was going to do. But, you know, he was uh, supposed to let some people know Friday and Saturday what his choice was. Uh, he did that. And I feel like that he really decided on Kentucky probably three to four days ago. Yeah, and, and talking about his game, now obviously his recruitment was, you know, he decommitted from Louisville after being there for a while, talking to, you know, clo guys close to his his recruitment, you know, Bryce's father, Bryce's coach. Uh, it was a decision that they didn't necessarily want to make. It was one they, they felt they had to make, and, and Kentucky jumped in right after the decommitment, uh, offered a scholarship within a couple weeks, and then, I mean, from that point on, Kentucky was seen as the overwhelming favorite. But, yeah, you, I mean, you bring up a good point. These last couple weeks, I mean, it really seems like the decision's been hard on Bryce. Talking to his dad, you know, they they, they nailed down a, a commitment video time. They wanted, to they wanted to schedule this 
commitment date and commitment video leading up to it. They'd put a lot of work into it. I was told it's been, you know, like a couple weeks in the making, the, the commitment video part. They filmed just over this last week or what or, or so. Um, but, I mean, it's been a big process leading up to it. A lot, you know, a lot's been changing. Um, and, and, you know, it, it took a lot to get to this point where he's finally a Kentucky Wildcat. And, uh, you know, I think they're excited about it. The family's just thrilled that the, that the decision's finally over with and they can focus on his game and, and you know, his, his big senior year. And uh, that brings me to my next question for you. You're a big X's and O's guy. What do you like about Bryce Hopkins' game? I mean, this is a kid that isn't a typical John Calipari recruit. You know, it's not the Hamadou Diallo's and Khalil Whitney's of the world that it's pure athleticism and, you know, and size and length. I mean, this is a kid that, I mean, he's just pure skill. I mean, that, and, and we don't usually see that under Calipari. Well, I would say that it's, it's a lot of size and, and strength into that um, because – a term that I've used a lot, it's been bully ball of him. And it, for people that have not seen him play, if, if you've ever saw a kid in middle school that was just bigger than everybody else and stronger and just got to the rim and could face up, get to the rim and back people down and was too big and, you know, just, just nobody physically could compete with him. That's what I've seen from him in games that I've watched was he was just, just so strong at his size uh, that, you know, he, he just got, he just got there at will. He's got a really good mid range game too. One of the better ones I've seen very good pull up from about 15 to 17 feet out. So I think that's something that when he gets into college that it manifests itself. But uh, that's one thing I, I've seen, you know, I, I, he, yeah, the skills there, but you know it's a tough matchup. So, what do we see in college? I, you know, I could really see him as a four, um, and I think he's a guy that can play that three slash four. So it's going to be interesting when he gets in because you know there's a crowded field there. There's Toppin, there's uh, Dante Allen at the three. I think Cam Fletcher could be a slash three four. We'll see what Keon Brooks does. It looks like he's battling an injury now, so. There's a there's a big crowd at that field right right there at that position uh, a big field um, so it, it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting to see who'll be back next year uh, I, I don't think all those guys that are there right now that I mentioned battling for a spot for playing time I don't believe they're all going to be back next year I, I believe that they'll they'll be some guys transfer out. So, you know, that could create more time. But, you know, he, he has a different look from any of the rest of those guys where, you know, Allen is more the skilled guy. Taupin's really athletic. Uh, you look at Keon Brooks kind of in that role. Cam Fletcher's kind of in that role. And then you just got the big, strong, burly guy. But like I said, I think if you look at another senior year, it could be big for him. He could grow another inch. And, and I, I really think when you do that, you're looking at him as, as a four at Kentucky. <clears throat> yeah. And, and talking to his coach, we had his coach on several weeks back when Kentucky's interest really started ramping up. And, and I don't think that the idea of a one and done, you know, focus on the NBA type mentality, 
I don't think they have this. I really don't. You know, he, you know, I, I asked him about his upside and, you know, is he a little bit underrated? What do you think of, as his coach? And, and he said, you know, Kentucky kind of gets that, that, you know, that, that reputation for getting the one and dones and getting guys that can come in and, and be a massive contributor day one, be a lottery pick and get the hell out of there. And that's not who Bryce is. He said, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a one and done, but he did say, but, you know, by year two and year three, I wouldn't be shocked if he's one of the best players in college basketball, just in terms of, you know, just how advanced he is skill wise, you know, said he's, he's a, you know, three-way scorer can, can score at all three levels. Um, just really does a lot of, of things on the floor. I think he had four 40-plus point games last year, broke Corey Maggette's single-season uh, single uh, scoring record at, at Fenwick High School last year. So this is a kid that just flat-out knows how to put points on the board. But I think you do bring up a good point that – I mean the numbers. The numbers are, are pretty telling on this Kentucky roster. There's a lot of guys in that six foot, you know, six to six foot eight range, and something's got to give at some point. And uh, yeah, and yeah. I'll tell you uh, uh, one thing uh, while you were on it about him not being a one and done, and and I think we're we're seeing John Calipari go to more of a mix. I mean, he's not going to get away from that. But we all wondered for a couple of years, and we thought. 2022 was probably that target date. Um, you know, we're already starting to see it with the G League, but when the NBA allows high school players, you know, to want it done to be over to come straight out, well, how does John Calipari adjust? And I think you're starting to see it where he's going to get those guys and go after guys in that 20 to 35 range who are not necessarily one-and-done type players who maybe been there two years but are very talented and, you know, you can start to see some older rosters. I think Nolan Hickman uh, is one of those guys. Um, and, and, you know, and then he'll match it up. Like I said, you know, Scott Clark comes in. I think he's a one-and-done. You know, if Damian Collins comes in, I think he is. But I don't think Lance, uh, if you look at this current roster, I don't think Lance Ware and Isaiah Jackson are both be one and done. So I would, both of them could be back. I think definitely one of them's back. And we mentioned several guys right there uh, uh, at that uh, forward spot, that three slash four spot that follow in, in the same boat. So, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what this roster looks like. But it wouldn't surprise me if you don't see older, deeper rosters at Kentucky with guys coming back. You know, it's a deep team this year. We talked about it on the last show of 11 players, you know, who will fight for playing time. So, you know, I I would say there's probably going to be several back. I would think four or five, six players could be back. And uh, then you're talking about bringing in another group and some of those guys stay. So you could start looking at a lot deeper rosters at Kentucky than what they've had in the past. Yeah, I think Kentucky fans have been begging for, you know, you know, connecting with teams better and connecting with individual players better after, you know, just seeing the constant recycle, uh, you know, just the, the constant cycle of of replacing guys, bringing in new guys and and seeing seeing them leave a lot of times too early and and it does feel like I, I talked to somebody close to the Kentucky basketball program this summer that said, you know, we had, we've had a really big issue with with roster management. I mean, they brought in Johnny Juzang to be a multi-year guy. They brought in Khalil Whitney thinking, you know, after the summer thinking this is a guy that's going to be here two years. And, and they kind of envision their recruiting moving forward 
you know, around those decisions. They kind of anticipated those guys back, so they weren't focusing as hard on some others. And I mean, it just made life difficult for the the staff as a whole. So when you load a roster up with guys like the Nolan Hickmans of the world, with the Bryce Hopkins of the world, with you know potentially Lance Ware, Isaiah Jackson, those guys. I mean, it. it you're going to get some surprises. You're going to get some early potential transfers. You're going to get some, you know, some question marks with with draft guys and, and all that. But for the most part, you you know that you're going to get some of these guys back, and and that's where that that strong roster management comes from. I think that they they got sick and tired of losing losing some of those fringe guys too early, and they just said, you know assuming that we're going to lose one or two every year, we're going to add an extra one or two just to make yep. sure that we're not going to get caught with our, you know, hands hands tied. I was told, and you may have heard the same thing, but I, I've, I've been told from two or three different sources that Illinois gave Bryce Hopkins, and the quote was, a lot to think about Yeah. Uh, in that last Zoom call. And I believe, and some people might call it negative recruiting. I don't necessarily do that think so and i know john calipari does not address other programs when he's recruiting again then it's all kentucky but i think uh from what i've heard that really what they gave him to think about was hey if you go to kentucky you know there's a lot of players there at your spot and which kind of tells me that maybe calipari is selling the big picture to him and maybe hopkins is looking to the big picture where that was not the deciding factor and You'd, I would say basketball, that's one way basketball has really changed because, you know, when Joe B. Hall was recruiting a kid or even Rick Patino and Tubby Smith, I don't think you necessarily recruited a kid and you said, well, look, you've got another guy or two at your position when you're a freshman. Yeah. You know, that didn't go into it. It was like, okay, I'm going to get to play for Kentucky. I'm going to improve and I'll, I'll get a shot and I'll get that starting role at that spot. Now, the only thing that changed that, I don't think if, if you're in the same age as in class as Michael Jordan and you come out and you're a two guard, you say, well, I might not want to go to North Carolina here. Yeah. But, but, you know, but for the most part, that never came into play. So I can see, and I think that's a big issue that Hopkins does not think he's a one and done type where they can say, look, we'll have player development. We grow into it. You know, you, you can fight for it this year, but, you know, in two years, there's going to be room. You know, mm-hmm. in three years, by the time you're a sophomore, you got to remember, he's still going into his senior year. You know, there's time for you to go in, you know, as a sophomore on down the road, and, and then that thing could really thin out a little bit. You, you've kind of proven yourself. So yeah. I, I think you may be a kid that's refreshing that, that maybe just looks at the long term and the big picture and not just for the instant gratification where I can stay there six months and I, I get out. Yeah, I mean, I, I do kind of get the sense that he's on that PJ Washington model, or you know, so, you know, similar, you know, similar situation where they look at this and they go, you know, you're, you are what you are. I mean, his his coach even said, I don't think you are a one and done, but it's not about that. It's about you know where you are in two three years, and if you can be a, a, an NBA first round pick, or you know, he said his coach said, I, I genuinely think he's an NBA talent, but he's just not there yet. So. If if his you know if the people close to him are even pitching that and saying hey we're playing the long game here you know I, I think that's definitely what helped win out in the end for Kentucky and and one uh, thing he'll have to do is put on he's gonna have to change his body mm-hmm. and you say well I, you know you said he was big and strong is that a plus it is but he's not lean 
yeah. You know, he's, he's too heavy right now. And, you know, what you want to do is just kind of change the, that, the mass body mass in the, to lean it up. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I say, I kind of look at him and I kind of see an old fashioned, you know, uh, old Kentucky fans, my age will, will know what I'm talking about, but I kind of see a Charles hurt yeah, or a, a, a Winston Bennett or, or somebody out of that model. So, um, you know, but, but that takes time to build your body in that fashion. He's a big kid, but the muscle's not natural. So I think as you change his body, as his body changes and his game will refine, but you know, that takes time. I, I would really be excited to see what he looks like two and a half to three years from now. I mean, he could really be a specimen. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we will end our segment here. Uh, David, we really appreciate you jumping on. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of good stuff there. And I have a feeling there's, there's some, some more big news coming up in the, in the very near future. And we'll have you right back on, and, and we'll be able to you know, dive, dive into that. And uh, good times are coming. Good times are already here, and more is coming for the Kentucky basketball program. So, uh, David, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, where can fans find your work? Uh, we'll be at Cats Illustrated on Rivals Network and Coach David Sisk on Twitter. We are now happy to be joined by Clyde Hopkins, father of 2021 four-star forward and Kentucky commit Bryce Hopkins. Clyde, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yep, glad to uh, have me on. Well, uh, it's obviously a big day for you guys. The decision is finally over with. Uh, just, you know, kind of how, how relieved are you guys that the, the process is over with? Oh, man, it's like um, like a weight lifted up off me, man. Bryce is smiling. I haven't seen that smile in probably over a month now. Um, so he's really excited and, you know, just continue to work hard, you know, but definitely excited. Now, you know, kind of behind the scenes, everybody talked about how difficult these last couple weeks were. You know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of Illinois talk there at the end. Apparently, they had a, a fantastic pitch to you guys. Providence came in, you know, and, and they had a fantastic pitch as well. Just how hard were these, la- these last couple weeks for you guys to, you know, to ultimately get to this decision? You know, it was, it was really tough, um, especially for Bryce, you know, because – starting first with uh, Illinois. Illinois did such a great job, you know, uh, this second time around. Um, so, you know, I, we, we take our hats off to, you know, Illinois for doing, you know, a great job this second time around. And Cooley, you know, just, you know, meeting Ed and, you know, just his genuineness was really tough because Bryce had bonded like really well with them and you know my wife being from you know the east coast um her brother went to school with ed cooley at stonehill they both uh i think bobby which is bryce uncle was maybe two years older than ed so you know just that relation and his relationship in itself was um you know tough how how close do you, do you think Bryce was to you know ultimately ending up somewhere other than Kentucky? You know how how close was you know I guess I'll ask first was was it down to Kentucky, Illinois, and Providence? Yes, I would say uh, Indiana too. Uh, Coach Coach Archie Miller man always been you know just great. Um, um, he respected Bryce game and you know he came in really early. Um, doing Bryce recruitment and offered 
you know, Bryce. So, um, Archie, it, it was tough, you know, uh, saying no to him as well. But, um, you know, it, it was just – it was really tough. Was was there a point where you, you kind of started thinking, all right, well, maybe, you know, maybe the Illinois is the spot. Maybe Indiana is the spot. Maybe Providence. I heard there was, there was a, a workout recently where you came in wearing an Illinois shirt, and I think that kind of turned some heads uh, there for a little while. Is that is that true? No, I didn't have on an Illinois shirt. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do have I do have Illinois shirts, you know, um, you know, because my daughter, she, she got a master's degree from there, so. Um, you know, I do have Illinois, uh, Illinois apparel, but that's not true. I never, um, wore, you know, another school to like one of Bryce's workouts, you know, just to respect, you know, uh, his recruiting and the other coaches and the institution. So, well, obviously go for it. I think it, you know, uh, like I say, Illinois did a great job and it could have went either way, but I know, um, Kentucky was always like a dream school of Bryce. So. Well, well, you know, we'll we'll jump right into that. You know, you're going to be sporting Kentucky gear here here now moving forward. Regardless, uh, you know what what was it that made Kentucky win out at the end? You know, I will just say, you know, the history there. Um, you know, and then you know, just being pushed and developed for that that next level. Uh, Bryce really. Uh, like the way, you know, Cal, you know, developed his kids, you know, for that, that next level, which is the NBA. Um, and Bryce has always been up for the challenge, you know. So. When, was the, when was that final moment for you guys where you kind of looked in the mirror and said, all right, well, I, I think it's time for Kentucky. I think, you know, because I know if I, you know, know this correctly there you know you guys set the commitment you know said we want to make this commitment video we're going to try to commit here in the next couple weeks we're going to try to commit this week um but at that time you guys hadn't officially decided on a school what made you know that dis- that you know couple days span where you didn't know where you wanted to go but knew you wanted to you know kind of reach a final decision at some point in the near future what made Kentucky be that final answer you know when it came down when it came down to it you know I left that decision up to Bryce and I must say maybe about a week ago I was I was driving home from work and I get a text message and it's from Bryce and I knew he had been going you know back and forth you know with the um, relationship he had with Ed Cooley and, you know, the great job Illinois was doing, you know, the second time around. But, you know, like I said, I was driving home from work and I get a phone call. I mean, a text message. I apologize. Uh, a text message from Bryce. And he was like, Dad, I think I'm going to commit and I'm going to Kentucky. And I was like, wow. it, You know, it just out of the blue, you know, because I knew he was struggling, you know, going back and forth. And, you know, when I got home, we sat down and talked more. And I told him, man, you know, just trust your decision. Um, I want you to be 100% committed. Um, you shouldn't have any doubt. Um, just trust your gut and, you know, go with it. And, you know, he said, you know, I'm, I want to go to Kentucky. I want to play for Coach Kyle. And I was like, hey, it's done, you know. And, you know, that's when we uh, reached out and contacted the guy to make the video. We did it. and history so 
you, I mean, you, you told me several times in the past that the communication level has always been consistent, but they were never pushy. Did they get kind of pushy there at the, at the end, or was it always a whenever you're ready, just know our offer's on the table and, and we're ready for you whenever? What, you know, did, did things ramp up there that last week or two uh, where, where they were kind of like, all right, well, we, we, we definitely want you as a part of our class of 2021 and, you know, let's make this happen, or was it always just a consistent, we'll, we'll take you when you're ready? Yeah, they never, I must say, they never um, got, like, real pushy. Um, but we did get a call from, you know, uh, Mocan. Mocan was, you know, like, um, involved a lot. You know, they, they communicated with Bryce, and, you know, they just always um, was there and, you know, reaching out on a consistent basis to just see where his head was at. But, you know, as far as Kentucky being, like, pushy and pesty, no, they never uh, got to that point. So, thank God. <laughs> well, uh, well, I guess I got to ask next step is, you know, is Bryce now going to become a lead recruiter? You know, what, what's what's next for him in, in terms of, you know, forming a, an elite class around him? What What are his goals there? You know what, he has been, you know, uh, communicating with, um, you know, Sky Clark. Um, what's the other kid who committed first? Uh, Hink, uh, Hickman? Yeah, uh, Nolan Hickman, yep. Yeah, you know, they've been communicating. Uh, I think, what's his name, Damian Collins. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, reached out to Bryce. So, you know, they had a little, like, chat room, I want to say. Um, so they definitely, you know, communi- communicating amongst each other and, you know, so I told them, you know, talk to the guys, you know, you, you want to, you know, uh, get on the same page as them. So, so I guess it, it, it that that answers my next question. So he does want to be a part of a, you know, a, you know, Kentucky always gets the number one recruiting classes or at least top top two, top three. So he he does want to be a part of, you, you know, he wouldn't be, I guess, in terms of a competition level, he doesn't worry about other other competition coming in. He he embraces you know other other five star elite talent coming in joining him. Absolutely. Bryce uh, always been, you know, I taught Bryce from day one to play the game the correct way and trust in his teammates. And, you know, no, Bryce, um, he's not a selfish player. He plays the game the correct way. And, you know, he looked forward to, you know, playing with other great players, you know, and, you know, winning a championship. And, you know, if they continue to, you know, put the pieces together, I think they have a great chance. So looking forward to it. Now, I talked to, to Coach Peck a, a couple weeks ago, you know, kind of leading up to this, trying to, you know, get a feel for, for Bryce's game and learn a little bit more about him. Uh, this quote I thought was was really, really interesting, f- f- you know, from him, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. He said, um, you know, I know Kentucky, the one-and-dones have been big news for them. Bryce, I don't necessarily know if he'll be a one-and-done, but I know he's an NBA talent. His upside is huge, so I wouldn't be surprised by his sophomore or junior year. He is one of the best players in college basketball. Now, I'm, I'm interested to know, you know, do, does the one and done thing, does that matter to you? Do you care if, if Bryce is a one, two, three year player or whatever? And, and more more importantly, I guess, do you do you genuinely think that, that your son could end up being one of the best best players in college basketball one day? Absolutely. Uh, I know how we train and I always train Bryce to be the best. Um, I must say when Bryce get with a great strength and conditioning guy and get his body to an elite level, um, the sky is the limit for the kid. His skill set 
is is where it needs to be. And you know, but once I get his body to an elite level, the sky's the limit for him. Um so we are, you know, up for the challenge and I know for a fact, you know, if he stay healthy and just put the Lord's first, the Lord first, the sky's the limit for the kid. And, you know, it doesn't it really doesn't matter to me whether he's, you know, one or done or, you know, a two year pro or whatever. You know, just go there, do the right thing, listen to Coach Cows, uh, soak up all the knowledge, get better, and, you know, just trust in your teammates and and just win. And if the when the time is right, the Lord will call his number. And, you know, we just put it all in the Lord's hand and just go there and just do what we need to do. Absolutely. Be a good teammate. Be a good teammate. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll end it with this one. And, uh, this one was, was especially for you. Uh, another, th- another thing coach Peg said, he said, um, you know, emphasize just how important you are in his life and both, you know, both of his, both of, of Bryce's parents are and said, um, he's got great family support. He said, as a person, he's a great kid. Uh, he's got two great parents. Sometimes you get parents who are over-involved, but that's never been the case with Bryce. He's got great family support. He's crazy talented as a basketball player, but as a person, he's high level. That's not by accident. He's got great parents. Now, you know, you being his father, you know, now that this process is over with, knowing how, how much you've helped him and, and, you know, I mean, just how difficult this has been for, for any kid, you know, knowing that there's that much respect for you and, and you know, how you've done this and you talk about how much you're training him and helping him and, you know, just with, with you know, his best and, and his goals in mind, you know, what does it mean to you that, that people do realize and, and see, you know, just the, the type of impact you are making as a father and, and knowing that he has now reached his, his ultimate goal with you kind of as, as one of his biggest role models and, and leaders and mentors? Well, I would like to start, I would like to first, you know, just thank, you know, um, Coach Peck for, you know, uh, respecting me and honoring me and just, you know, believing in me. But I'm at every practice, every game, every training session. Uh, I'm watching every meal that, you know, this kid put in his body, uh, making sure that he stay hydrated. I'm hands-on. It's like I'm in the gym, you know, working with this kid. But um, – I just look forward to it, man. I, I love it. Uh, it keeps me young. I'm, I'm training with them. I'm running miles with them every day. Uh, you know, I'm lifting with them. Um, I'm hands-on, so I'm all in. And whatever it takes for this kid, you know, to reach all his dreams and his goals, Bryce, no, I'm invested. I'm rooted with him. You know, I, I will give the shirt off my back. I will give my life for this kid. And, you know, just to – reach everything that he's want to become and you know i'm i'm all in and my wife she's all in as well and we we just enjoy the ride man we we all for it well, man, the, I mean, obviously, huge congratulations to your all's family. A massive, massive night for you and, you know, massive night for the Kentucky basketball program. Well, you know, everybody here is excited about it. And uh, we look forward to talking to you and, uh, you know, getting to watch your son here in the very near future. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Uh, go Big Blue. <laughs> 
We are now happy to be joined once again by our good friend and uh, very, very close friend of the show who's been on forever. Uh, love him to death. It's Travis Graff of Cats Illustrated and uh, among 35 other jobs, the dude is uh, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Uh, we love him. It's, it's Travis Graff. Travis, how are you doing today? Doing great. Gra glad to be back. It's like I never left. <laughs> like I miss this place. It's kind of like the the scene on Fresh Prince when he's looking around the empty apartment <laughs> or the empty house, whatever it is. Yeah, that's what it feels like right now. Yeah, so so we hyped up the Sky Clark commitment slash recruitment, everything that was going down, talked about the twists and turns and how it was just a, a chaotic uh, you know, a chaotic, beautiful, beautiful mess there for quite some time. And, and uh, over and over again, we kind of hyped it up on the show. You specifically said, there's a lot of stuff that we can't talk about yet. We're going to wait till he commits. We want to kind of open the door to that now and let you get your props. You deserve your flowers on this one, Travis. You worked your ass off on this recruitment. And uh, there's a lot of stuff we couldn't ever say on the show. There's a lot of, well, we'll talk about this later. We don't know how to address this right now. It was, it, it was tough. We, we had to watch our words for a while, but now it's a free, it, it's, it, we're free. The commitment's done. He is a Kentucky Wildcat, and now we can talk about the specifics. So I kind of teased it a little bit on the last, on the just commitment special. I said, just to give you guys a little brief update, he was a silent commit for, you know, since the, the first week of July, and then that's kind of where I left it. I said, that's all you're going to get right now. Travis is going to come in and give you all the other fun stuff that, that we couldn't. And uh, so I want to give you the floor right now. First off, where, how did we get to this point? Where, where was the first big, like, okay, this is a legitimate thing and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll go to the next step afterward. Well, on Cats Illustrated, I, I went through like a whole war and peace of like piece by piece of everything that's going on. I wrote like a damn novel over there, but here, here's the cliff notes version, which is still going to get to the, to the same point. So in January, Sky's Clark, uh, Sky Clark's dad, Kenny calls me up and was like, Hey, like, is whenever I first heard Kentucky was reaching out, he called me and we shot the bull for a little bit. And then he was telling me, he's like, man, he's like, I feel like you're super trustworthy. He's like, I'm going to tell you this. Nobody else knows us. We're going to be moving to Brentwood Academy in Tennessee. And like later in the summer, like, like early spring, late summer, uh, I think that they didn't have a date pinpointed back then, but he told me, he's like, just keep that hush hush. So I kept, I kept all that to myself. I mean, I'm not going to burn a bridge over a kid transferring high schools, just building trust. And I mean, Kenny's a great dude and been good to me throughout the whole, whole entire thing. So um, that's where we, we really started to talk and later on in February. I, I scheduled a dinner with his family. Kelsey and I was going up there uh, to Lexington while he was on his unofficial visit. I invited you along. You know how that went. That was a great time. I awesome mean, time. Awesome. And, Kenny knows everybody. Like we were over there talking about everybody. He's like, Oh yeah, I know him. I know him. I was like, this guy's cool as hell. But that's, that's who I really dealt with throughout this whole recruitment was his dad for the most part. Kenny played for the Vikings and the NFL played at a, I want to say central Florida. Is that right? Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think so. In a, in a, in football, of course, but I mean, fantastic family. Like his, his mom and my wife were like hitting off like, really early like they were like as soon every time I I see the his funniest mom, part of all this yeah every time i see <laughs> his mom 
uh, she'd hug me and be like, hey, how's, the, how's Kelsey? How's the honeymoon? How's this? And all that, because that's what we were talking about then, because we were going on our honeymoon a couple weeks uh, later after this. But, I mean, from the get-go, they were saying, like, man, there's a possibility we might commit on the spot on the offer. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, this would be easy. And then, huh. Yeah. Uh, well, but, that drive, that, we'll, we'll pause there. That drive back from Lexington that night, I remember – we sat there talking the entire time back, and we we're like, "Dude, this kid's going to Kentucky. There's no chance." There's I left there's that night, no like, yeah, I left that night being like, "I've never felt this good about a recruitment." Like, and I said, "I wish every parent was a was as cool as Kenny." Yeah. And like, because I remember asking them because that night uh, I set it up on Cats Illustrated where we do a cat uh, Cats Illustrated question and answer, where I would let him have my. Uh, house or my rivals account and then people were asking him questions on there and then he was answering one of the questions was because Kentucky just dealt with some recruitment I forget which one it was they had a shady handler <clears throat> and I was like all right so they want to know do you do you have a handler and Kenny said it's me, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is me <laughs> yeah like, like all right cool so but so I mean throughout the next few months his dad would randomly text me text me things about like hashtag BBN, like can't wait to get up to Lexington. Like we love BBN uh, saying that we're locking in with Kentucky ASAP, sending me Calipari, uh, Vince McMahon gifts and things like that. And so I was like, all right, cool. I was like, he might just like be sweetening the pot a little bit with like in, with any reporter from anywhere. But then like me and him developed a really good relationship. Like he would call just to, like, I consider him a friend. Like he yeah. would call just to talk about, anything like just outside of basketball too but he would ask for my opinion on things because i developed that trust with him and like just things like aau teams which i never gave an opinion on because i've got friends at every aau team that they were considering i'm like i'm not getting in the middle of that <laughs> but i mean it was cool though like we talked about like uh pros and cons of like different colleges like because i mean as a scout now people like people trust my opinion in like certain situations there's other recruits whose dads have come to me and asked me questions like hey if you see anything let me know yeah like uh if you see any situations i need to be aware of at any of these schools right and it's like i'm unbiased toward like i i mean i'm not gonna push a kid to or from kentucky i'm gonna tell you pros and cons of everybody if you mm -hmm. ask me but i'm not ever gonna go out there and like sell that well not sell the sell's not the right word but i'm never going to push that upon somebody if somebody asks me i'll give them my opinion but i'm never right. be like oh yeah here's my opinion <laughs> but there's been a couple people i've developed and there's been a couple players dads i've developed that trust with and that they trust me enough to like where we can talk and i'll give them a legitimate answer because i'm not just gonna like push a agenda on them so or bs either way yeah, yeah. It's, it's just i mean a, a it's like true, just like true trust yeah yeah but so we were talking about all that stuff and then it, this is when it get this is when it gets fun so I'm on my family vacation in July. I get a random call from Kenny Clark. I'm drunk on the beach. <laughs> and he calls me. He's like, man, like we're talking. He's like, yeah, the Zoom call went really well. I said, all right. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, and <laughs> he said, he said, all right, you cannot tell anybody. He's like, you can't tell Jack, can't tell David, can't tell anybody. <laughs> like, don't, don't tell UK coaches. I told you don't tell Sky. Don't like, this is a real trust builder for me. Like, yeah. He was like, we committed on the Zoom call. He said, we committed on the spot. UK coaches were ecstatic. He said, just do not tell anybody. So that's what, whenever everybody would be like, because I'd always be like, oh, he's a lock. He's a lock. This is before things got a little bit hairy there for a little, 
for a little while, which we'll get to in a minute. But because I even went to the board, I was like, oh, man, he's a lock. And then people are like, oh, well, everybody's a lock until they go somewhere else. And I was like, dude, like what I know <laughs> on this, <laughs> what I was told on this, I was like, I'm never going to ruin a kid's moment. Like, that's not me. I'm not going to. I even waited a little bit to put in a future cast, I believe. But, um, yeah, it was it was kind of because I was like, oh, I was like, oh, really, really? Because <laughs> I was making sure I heard it right. Because, like I said, I'm drinking on the beach. And he's like, yeah, like, yeah, like we did it. So I was like, all right, cool. And then as time went on, though, all right, <clears throat> for those who don't know, Cade Cunningham committed on his visit to Kentucky. Went back home. Things changed. Paulo was telling people he's coming to Kentucky while he was on the same visit as Cade things changed so i'm over here like playing it safe throughout this whole entire thing where i was like all right why isn't it public why isn't it public like as time went on and excuse me and so things started getting like i started questioning i was like oh man i can't get uk fans hopes up about this and something changed well in august his dad told me like they were about to pull the trigger in august um it was the same day that he dropped the tops, the original list. It was like top seven, top eight, whatever it was. And then he added one and then added two and then cut seven of them within like a month. Like the and, first, first week of August, I believe. Yeah. Well, he called, yeah, it was August 5th. Um, his dad called me and was saying that we're going to make the, the commitment public very, very soon. Uh, it was telling me in, tell me in advance so I get a story ready because he's like oh yeah I've always want you to help break it like you're you're my guy you're my guy like I want you to break it and I was like, all right cool and then so people were talking about it and I said um I went to House of Blue I was like yeah Scott Clark's 102 percent coming to Kentucky I was like and then things that's when people started questioning like what do you what do you mean 102 percent like because because he was going to commit and then Drop that list the next layer of the day. So I was like, oh man, like, oh, like I, I got a bad feeling. But at the end of the day, we'll, we'll get to this in a minute. At the end of the day, they were just having fun. Kentucky's on the same page. Like, have fun. Just don't overdo it. Like, right. go out, have fun, enjoy your recruitment. You get to have this one time. And, well, let's see where I left off here. But yeah, so I, I did the 102% thing. And then, eyebrows started to raise whenever the list things changed because when's the last time that Kentucky had a lock that stayed a lock whenever it wasn't intimate or uh, imminent, not yeah. intimate, imminent. And that he's <laughs> going to be imminent. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, when's the last time somebody like did the list things and how many times has that burnt Kentucky? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. We talk about the Josh Christophers of the world. Yes. I said, dream school. I, I, all I want in my life is a Kentucky offer. And UK says, all right, here's your offer. And then he goes, oh, well, uh, I want to still go through my recruitment. So, yeah, we over and over again, Jaden Hardy, same thing. I mean, the, the guys that if, if they're deemed as a lock for forever and they don't jump on it, that's when the questions start to get raised. Yeah, and so Kenny was like, all right, yeah. He said, we're, we just don't know. We're, we're going to push it back a little bit. We don't know what we're going to do. We just want, we want the school behind us. We want to do it the right way. So then, like, whenever we went and saw him up at Griffin, whenever everybody went away because – wasn't supposed to tell anybody about it. I didn't want to, I was like, all right, so like what's happening here? And he said, he said, Oh man, we're, we're still locked in with Kentucky. And I pulled out like UK keychains. Like, we just that. don't know what class we're going to be that. in. And so after that, it's like, kind of like Clarks are so nice of a family that they don't, I feel like they don't like telling people no 
on things. So yeah. certain schools got like certain schools got a got a feeling that they were going to come just because they're so overly nice and so overly energetic and like happy-go-lucky and wholesome people. Well, that, and I think they were appreciative. They were appreciative of the process and not wanting to be like uh, appreciative of, of other people's time and effort. If they were willing to show them that level of effort and trust and, and Hey, we want you, we love you. We want you here. They weren't going to be like, screw you. We're going to Kentucky. They want yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they don't want to make anybody that. mad is yeah. the thing. And then I think that's what happened with North Carolina. When the North Carolina buzz started, <clears throat> there was a rumor that he committed to North Carolina. And then the Corey Evans crystal ball, Corey Evans, like the best recruiting guru at, uh, guru at the time before he went to the thunder. There's a reason knows he got everything about everybody. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a seed there. <clears throat> planting a seed in my head at least uh north carolina people are saying that the staff is telling people that they committed to uh to uh north carolina which i think somewhat ticked the clarks off i think and because they were talking about how well kentucky handled it because kentucky was like never really like told anybody about the zoom call so but about the same time you start hearing rumblings of mike miller like hovering around you hear um, rumblings of Rod Hampton, RJ Hampton's dad hovering around. So I was like, Oh, like we've seen this a time or two. So I'm playing the odds here. And the whole time Kenny's telling me it's Kentucky, it's Kentucky. I'm just playing the odds. Cause I've seen this movie a thousand times within a two year period of like being around, like somewhat covering basketball. Now it's much more in depth, but like just being around and understanding what's going on a little bit in some recruitments, I've seen it a thousand times. And so I was like, Oh man, I was like, I've changed my pick to North Carolina. Yeah. And then, his dad calls me. He's like, you need to change it back. Like you need to change it back. Like I'm not lying to you. You need to change it back. I was like, man, I said, just give me a little bit. I said, I'm just, I'm just chilling for a minute. I said, worst case, I said, I'm going to be creating some buzz. Like people are like, yeah. why, why is one of the UK uh, analysts picking North Carolina? I said, worst, I said, it'll get, generate buzz worst case. <clears throat> and then he te- he called me two days later. He's like, man, I'm telling you change it back. He's like, I, I'm not lying to you. Like, and this whole time, so it was like me reading the situation versus my, like, Kenny and I, like I said, he's a, I consider him a friend. He, um, he was telling me the whole time, he's like, oh, it's, it's Kentucky. Like, we're rocking with Kentucky. We're, it's Kentucky, 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 no matter who came up. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I was like, all right, I'm going to change it back. And because Memphis at one time thought it was North Carolina. I was talking to somebody close to the Memphis program. I know I have a connection down there. And they were saying, yeah, I think it's North Carolina. And, <laughs> And then I was like, all right. I said, I said, Kenny, I said, this is for all the marbles. I said, just please tell me one more time it's Kentucky. And then if I said, if this, if you say Kentucky this time, I'm going to change it. He said, it's Kentucky. So I was like, all right, I'm changing <laughs> it. So I'm the whole time though. I think they just wanted to plant a seed and get some, cause everybody knew he's going to Kentucky. The future cast before we're all Kentucky and the uh, crystal balls were all Kentucky. And then he wanted, I think there was one, I think there was some North Carolina buzz. I think there were torn. I think some of their camp really loved the pitch and Roy Williams was recruiting him harder than uh, Cal Perry was at one point. But it's like, I mean, in North Carolina is a great place to go be a college point guard. I mean, that's that's a fun offense. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, there's legitimate buzz, but in the end, I think it was always going to be Kentucky in hindsight. But I played the odds and tried not to get – and I tried to be – if you read the full story on this, of the timeline on Cats Illustrated, everything will make sense. Like why I went from Kentucky to North Carolina to cloudy – or Kentucky to cloudy, North Carolina to cloudy to Kentucky. 
And the whole thing, the whole time, I mean, it was Kentucky, in my opinion. But the way the recruitments have gone and the way that people like analysts like myself have handled recruitments sometimes hasn't always ended up like this. And it ends up the opposite way more than it does in Kentucky's favor in uh, recruitments like that. And so I was like, all right. So Kentucky was letting them go out and have some fun. So, yeah. And then that's why it was quiet over the last month because I think they, they just got they were ready to get over with locked in. That's when he made the uh, commitment date announcement. And I think Kentucky just honed in on him from the beginning and Joel justice knocked this one out of the park and they locked in on, uh, on uh, sky being their guy in 2022. Yeah. And I think part of the kind of going back just, just a hair. Um, I, I told you this the night of there was a point where, I mean, it was that day you called me, and it was I think he like took the UK offer out of his Instagram page or it was it was something something kind of drastic for a 16 or 17 year old teenager something that they do to you know to, to kind of cause a stir or make a scene or you know it, it felt like like he was doing that by taking UK out of his out of his social media and you call me and you were like something's weird about this something's not right and I remember you were like, all right, you ask whoever you know about, about this. I'm going to do some digging as well. And I reached out to my guy at UK that you, that you know of. And uh, the, the, I was like, all right, I think my exact text was, how long are you guys going to be playing along with this? Or something like that. Like, how long, how long are you guys going to be, be going through before you, like, pull the plug? Because it was kind of like that Brandon Huntley Hatfield situation where, you know, it was the, okay, UK is my dream school. I love him so much. I want to be there, blah, blah, blah but that he had every opportunity to commit and, and improve his game the way UK was asking him to. And there were was, was so many little specifics that, that UK was asking of Brandon Huntley-Hatfield that he just never went through with. And it kind of reminded me of, of that situation. And I, I flat out asked, I was like, is this something, is this kind of a similar situation? And UK's response was, they were like, uh, nah, he's 2022. We're not worried about it. It was like, we're, we're going to be patient with him. Let, let him do what they want. And that was like the first time that I was like, all right, maybe this isn't as drastic and, and dramatic as everybody's kind of making it out to be. Maybe this is just a 16, 17-year-old kid that's wanting to just have fun with this recruitment. Maybe, it's, maybe we are the ones overreacting, not UK or Sky. And that's, uh, that's what it ended up being. And I'd well, say I think Kentucky fans are happy. Like I said, the, the UNC buzz was real, and even Memphis thought it was North Carolina. Even, like, the Memphis staff thought it was North Carolina from, like, talking with them. And it just – I think that that buzz was just short and just long enough to plant a seed of doubt in the minds of, like, people picking Kentucky where it's like, all right, what, what, what is it? Like, and then mm-hmm. you had national ants be like, all right, I'm sticking with Kentucky, but I don't really know because nobody yeah. really – New, but I mean, the whole time Kenny was telling me Kentucky, Kentucky, just pick Kentucky. Yeah. So, I mean, they stayed true to their word, which is something you don't always see in recruiting. So, big ups to them. Um, they're not just blowing smoke. So, I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a fun recruitment to cover. I mean, <laughs> there, there's some twists and turns to it, but I mean, like I said, fantastic family and somebody that Kentucky fans are going to absolutely love. They're going to love the entire Clark family. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll ask just a couple more questions. We'll get you out of here. Um, ultimate gut decision right now 
does he stay in 2022 or does he make the jump to 2021? Uh, I mean, I don't know, flip a coin because head heart says 21, but head says 22 because I mean, he's not a holdback. He's a naturally a young kid. He hasn't reclassed back. Um, he's only 16. He's got a year of development left. He's strong, but the other side of that coin is he's strong enough now to compete in college. And Kentucky said that they would take him whenever. But I think Kentucky also wants him to take that developmental, um, extra developmental year if he can. It all depends on this year, though. I think for uh, talking with some people around the Clark camp, I think it's going to depend a lot on this year and how he performs on the court because see if he's ready for that next step. Because, I mean, you haven't really seen him play too much this summer. And when you did, it was like, an Atlanta Celtics trip that never should have happened. Right. It's so hard to moonlight with one team and then be in a rhythm. And then the only other time you saw him was with a uh, uh, who was it? Hoop City with uh, yeah, something like that with uh, Mike Miller's kid and yeah. a couple others. And then you, you, we saw him at a bunch of open runs, but nothing real concrete to go off of. And like talk about like a skill set, but I mean. He could make the jump, but we won't know probably until after Peach Jam because he's already committed to playing for uh, Mocan next year. So I think that um, I'll go twenty-two for right now. I'll go for I'll go twenty-two. I mean, obviously subject to change, but I think I'll go with twenty-two. Give me your Mister, you know, big big time scout now. What? Why should Kentucky fans be excited about this commitment for either year? What is you know? Give me your your scouting breakdown of what. Sky Clark brings to the table as a player, both good and bad. You know, what just your, your overall scouting report on him? Good, not great athlete. Super strong, uh, well-built. Like I said before, soccer legs, big trunk, like big traps, just solid. Probably the strongest guard since Briscoe. Shot 39%, I believe, last year from three. Has a has a pretty shot in both, the, both in the mid-range pull-up and from three. Uh, really tight handle, one of the best ball handlers Kentucky's had under Calipari, probably top five ball handlers he's had. Uh, does some things of like Tyrese Maxey, does some things of – there's some things that he does of a bunch of Kentucky guards. Does, not comparing the, him to these players, but he takes bits and pieces of like – he does some things that Tyler Eulis did. He did some things that uh, Tyrese Maxey did. Um, maybe even a little bit Jamal Murray. Like I said, not comparing yeah. them, not expecting him to be Jamal Murray. He could be, but I'm yeah. not going to put that on his on his shoulders. I think that uh, fantastic in the pick and roll. We saw that firsthand. Every time we watch him, that's the first thing that came to mind was like watching him with against the pros. Him and Alex Portis were operating that pick and roll beautifully, and him and uh, Sage Tolentino the same way. Yeah, but it's he he's great at reading the defenses he's got he's active on defense he's a great leader that's another thing is he's a leader uh talks a lot uh talks a lot more than you expect like whenever he's in a competitive setting um just he's a competitor and he's 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 a crafty rim finisher too probably the best rim finishing guard kentucky's had since shea yeah man yeah it's a it's gonna be uh it was a wild ride. It's going to be continue to be, you know, trying to find out when he's, when he's coming, when the, re, you know, a reclass decision. And then it's going to be a fun one when he ultimately deci- decides to come and, and when he actually gets on campus. A uh, heck of a basketball player. We've seen him several times, had a, you know, have uh, had a lot of fun watching him. 
Um, and uh, Kentucky fans should definitely be excited for him. And uh, Kentucky fans should be excited to listen to Travis again. This was a lot of fun. We appreciate him coming on again. We look forward to, you know, whenever he has some good stuff, whenever he, he uh, deserves his flowers for – for putting some good stuff out there. We're going to keep having him back on every once in a while. And uh, uh, we appreciate you as always, man. Oh, shucks, man. Great to be back. And like you said, I'll, I'll definitely be around. I just got a lot of stuff on my plate. And then it's given Sean Smith's going to be more than adequate uh, replacement for sure. He's, he's making his meteoric rise to the top of he's almost he almost has as many jobs as i do looking at all these podcasts <laughs> he's on but uh he put out he, that list dude. it was hilarious it was like i'm i'm on like 45 different podcasts a day so and then all the other teams that kentucky's playing each week i see him pop up on radio shows for them i'm like this dude is howard stern of kentucky uh of kentucky sports but no he's the fantastic dude is and is gonna do great work because probably gonna be better than me yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we appreciate him coming on, and we obviously uh, appreciate you coming back, and we'll we'll keep having you on, and appreciate you, man.